Welcome to the Chemist Chick with Helen Nichols. True stories from behind the pharmacy counter. Today I just want to throw in this little funny story, something that happened at work just two days ago. Now most of my podcasts only go up to 2008, as the really crazy shit happened long before then. Not much has happened since because of political correctness and me having to behave myself. Anyway, this beautiful little old man comes in. He was a real gentleman, a sweetheart. One of the young girls said, can you serve him? I'm with someone else. He wants a pair of gel slippers. Okay, come with me, sweetheart. We'll walk slowly to the back of the shop. We're chatting away. I say, there you go, and put them in his hand. He just looks at me with a blank stare. Um, what are these? Well, they're the gel slippers you asked for. You asked for a pair of gel slippers. You put them on your feet and the gel softens the skin and la, la, la. He bursts out laughing. He says, I wanted a pair of nail clippers, not a pair of gel slippers. We had a good old chuckle back to the counter. He said I made his day and he will be telling everyone in the nursing home when he gets back. God love him. Anyhow, guys, this next story, oh, my God, everyone in retail is going to love this one. It's called The Customer Is Always Right. Right. For a long time, I used to think, what moron came up with this fucking concept? Then I found out it was the great Harry Selfridge of the Selfridges department stores. Now, I've always thought this man was a genius and he had some of the most remarkable, innovative ideas in retail and changed the face of how shopping became an experience of joy. It was his idea to move the cosmetics and fragrance down from up the third or fourth floor down to the first floor of the store to awaken the senses of the customers as soon as they walked in the door. I applauded his wonderful ideas on customer service but the customer is always right. Sorry, Selfridge, but I must disagree. Most of the time, the customer wouldn't know if their ass was on fire. On many occasions, they don't even know what they're putting on their faces, inside their bodies, or even their own names. Good morning. May I have a jar of my face cream? Yes, of course, Mrs Smith. Which one is it? Um, I can't remember the name of it. Jeez, I've been using it for 30 years. Okay, so she's been using it for 30 years, has no clue what the jar even looks like. Here's another one. Good morning, I need my medication. Okay, Mr Brown, which one? Oh, I don't know the name of it. Well, what's it for? Oh, I'm not sure. Been taking it for years. You can check for me. I'm not sure. Has been throwing these pills down his neck for years into his body with no clue why. Ah, oh, but this is my favourite. I was standing at the counter to call out a script. Mrs. Google Stump, Mrs. Google Stump. Lady walks up to the counter. Mrs. Google Stump, yes. Are you Patricia Google Stump? Yes. Okay, Patricia, here you are. Handing her the medication. This isn't mine. That's not my medication. Whose is this? My name's Julie. Oh, so you're not Mrs. Google Stump. No, I'm Julie Smith. These customers will answer to anything. So this is why we triple check, because it's so hard to remember your own name. Don't even get me started on fragrance. Hi, I would like a bottle of Chanel. Yes, certainly. Which one? J'adore. Uh, J'adore is by Dior, madam. No, it's not. Oh, okay. I'll get you a bottle of J'adore by Chanel. I don't even argue anymore. 
Here's another classic. My perfume at home is nearly empty. Which one is it? Um, it's on my dresser. A blank look is stagnant on my face. Okay, do you know what shape the bottle is? For years, I've asked customers to draw the shape of a bottle and nine times out of 10, I can tell them what it is just by their little stick drawing. Oh, it starts with a B. Okay, uh, Burberry, Balenciaga, Britney Spears, Boucheron, the list goes on and on and on. 30 minutes later. Oh, I remember, it's Shalimar. Of course it is. So I'll get you a bottle of Shalimar with a B for Buffhead. Sometimes the customer wouldn't know their ass from their elbow. There, it had to be said, and I say for everyone who's ever worked in retail, you're welcome. Luckily, again, these are the minority. Most people are more switched on on every given day, way more than me. And stupid and forgetful are forgivable. It's nasty and rude I can't tolerate. The customers that are nice, friendly and respectful, I turn myself inside out for and give 110%. It's a joy to be of service. The rude ones get the very basic I can get away with. They don't deserve my energy. When I have a customer I become friendly with, I actually look forward to them coming into the store. Lovely ones can make your day. I've become very good friends with many of them over the years. They're like family. I know this sounds soppy, but it's really true. Talking about asses on fire, one day my boss yelled at me that I wouldn't know if my ass was on fire. He then proceeded to get the fire extinguisher and turned it on up my dress. Man, was it cold. I thought it was hilarious. We both lost it laughing, but I'm a bit of a weirdo like that. You're listening to The Chemist Chick with Helen Nichols. True stories from behind the pharmacy counter. Now, if I seem a bit vague about places and people in this podcast, I have to be, for obvious reasons, to protect them and myself. Even though a lot of the real characters I talk about are sadly no longer with us, the thing I miss about the good old days the most is the political incorrectness. Everyone having a laugh at themselves without upsetting anyone. Today we upset everyone. There was no malice in our humour. It's what kept us sane and able to deal with the crazy, weird and sad, sad things in our day. Dealing with whingers who usually have nothing to whine about are the worst. Just recently I had a woman who went into a meltdown because they discontinued her lipstick colour. I mean, she's clutching her pearls, right? Going into fits, really saying she's devastated. What the fuck? I said to her, well, if that's your biggest upset in this world, you're a very lucky lady. She snaps, what do you mean? I said, well, it's not a kidney or a lung, it's a lipstick for God's sake. The customer I had before her was nursing his wife with dementia after 60 years of marriage. He had heartbreak in his eyes and his voice. He wanted a fragrance that they haven't made for a long time. I tried to get it for him to no avail. He simply said, thank you so much for trying. I know you did your best. I just want to still have her smell around me after she's gone. So you can see why Lipstick Lady pissed me off so much. By the way, I'm not giving up. I'll find his fragrance somewhere. I'm like a dog with a bone for beautiful people like him. One of the fun parts of the job is people who mispronounce words. I love it, like, can I get my film developed? Oh my God. Remember the days we processed the films? 
The Chemist Chick with Helen Nichols. True stories from behind the pharmacy counter. You can subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you hear great podcasts. This has been another quality podcast from Bytes.com.